0: Hello and welcome to Pods Like Us. I'm Martin Quabell, known to some of my friends as Marv. This time, I'm talking with Robbie Robertson, the presenter of the Stream of Conscious chat show, Out of the Blank. Hey, Robbie, how are you doing? I'm doing all right, Marv. How are you doing? Not bad, thanks, mate. What's going on with you? Well,
1: first of all, I want to say thank you for having me on the show. And you said Stream of Consciousness. I'm immediately thinking that's a way better podcast name than what I have.
0: (laughs) I think yours is a great title. I think it fits it perfectly because it's just coming from... Your show seems to be about... You'll just come up with something off the top of your head because it's, it's just out of the blankets, out of that uh, ether...
1: Yeah, surprisingly, I like I, it's actually that's a good thing I was gonna ask was what what was the first thing that came to your mind? If that's what came to your mind, then you call it the perfect representation of what the show is supposed to be called. But most people are like, is it a thing about starter pistols, like the blank starter pistols? I'm like, I have never heard of that one before, but I want you to think of it like when you're sitting at home watching TV and that static comes on the TV and it's just nothing that's what i want it to be like where it's like where's it gonna pop up next am i gonna get an infomercial for a sham wow or is it gonna lead me back to the show i am sitting here to enjoy
0: that's that's great yeah like like i said that's how it comes across to me personally and i'm sure that a lot of people see it that way as well i'm hoping i'm so. so how were you introduced to the world of podcasting in the first place
1: Uh, I've been listening to him for so long. I mean, I always like say Joe Rogan and people are like, Oh my God, Joe Rogan. It's like, he is seen as like this major icon, but I've been listening to him from like the very like first episode I've seen every single one of his. Um, you know, I, I, I'm a fitness freak. I've worked out every day for eight years and through that whole time I started listening to podcasts because I was like Besides expanding and working on the physical side of things, I would like to know a little bit more on the mental, maybe a history podcast or something like this. And listening to him and talk to all these comedians, and all these famous people that I had enjoyed and been introduced to through that show. Um you know, it was a way to ease the time, much like how you kind of got into podcasting. You know, when it comes to listening to them, you're working at a job or something. They're just this entertainment thing in your ears. You don't have to be watching TV you can still get the work done. And, you know, I got introduced to some pretty amazing podcasts just through listening and
0: starting off with one. So did you just um, start listening to that And then because of that, you got interested and thought, oh, I'll look at something else. Were you looking at things that were sort of along your, what you'd like personally?
1: I do like a good laugh. Um, You know, I like listening to comedy ones, I like hearing jokes. But the weird thing, like what I try and do with my show a little bit, like how Joe Rogan is, is like, it's conversations that are like, could be with a serious scientist. It could be with like a comedian. It could be back and forth. There's just this wide range of guests. And I'm like, that's what it is. How many podcasts are out there? And they're not saying they're wrong, but listing their show as like a movie review one. I have buddies that do those and it's like, you're stuck on just talking about movies, but the only freedom is with the genres. I'm like, I want to go from like talking about aliens one day to talking about knitting the next. <laughs> like, I want to be able to have this wide variety. I could keep going into you know whatever tickles my fancy that week is the type of guest I'm trying to get.
0: <laughs> That's the one of the other cool things about your show is that you um, you get these guests, but you're not just sticking to what they who they are, you're actually getting more from them by asking them questions that aren't just about what they do as a living or their lives. You're getting who they are as people.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, see, what's interesting is, it's like, I remember I messaged you a long time ago to get you on the show as a guest. You're like, sorry, man, I'm busy. But then every like I don't know, like a month or so, I would see you post something that would tag me. And I'm like, well, hey, like, hey, he's listening to the podcast. I'm like, at least he hasn't forgotten about me. And I kept messaging you like, hey, man, like, you ever want to come on? You're like, yeah, when I get time and I'm not working so much. I'm like, all right, well, always know that hours there. Like, that is what I think it's really about is the whole thing is taking an hour to be able to have that conversation with someone. I mean, much like how we're doing now. Yeah, we're being recorded. And it's like that kind of is always lingering there, but you end up forgetting about it. Then you get into this wild conversation where, well, Marv, you could tell me you, you're a Martian from outer space. And I'd be like, what? Wait a minute. You're from outer space? I'm like, what kind of sandwich do you like? And then like it just goes into this whole rabbit hole of fun and engaging conversation, I think, that's really needed in the world.
0: Yes, especially now with all the lockdowns and all this sort of – it's like people are doing – they see even more now, but in a way, people should have been doing that in the first place.
1: Yeah, I, I, I've talked about it a lot on my podcast where if somebody's listening from my show right now, they're like, oh, my God, he's saying it again. But we've replaced what I would call empathy with sympathy in this world where if you're going to talk to people, you got to feel bad for them or you got to, you know, it's, it seems like the, the whole era of communication, as much as these devices have brought us into it really has kind of taken us out of the real life communications. Like I work doing a front desk job at a gym. So I hear people all the time come up to me and they'll just start telling me their life story. And I'm like, I, I just want to know, you said you wanted a membership like, that's, I don't need to know all the other personal things. Like, oh, well, my cat got hit by a car, and then I broke my arm, and then this and that. I'm like, oh, it's because you don't have anybody to listen to you we're walking around and everybody's too afraid to strike up a conversation with someone. And if we do, it's in one of those fake chats. Like it's like a autopilot response. Like, Hey, how's your day? And then you keep on walking. I won't even respond to you. I'm like, Hey, if you're not going to actually stand there and talk to me and say, Hey, Marv, how are you doing today? Is everything going all right? And you could be like, no, actually everything's terrible. And then they're like, Oh, that sounds amazing. And then they walk away. It's like, you weren't actually listening to what I was saying.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. People always do that where that there are people who will ask how you are, but actually they're not really that bothered. They just want the general, yeah, I'm fine, and then everything carries on.
1: It leads back into like that song though, like rock and rollin' is noise pollution. It feels like now we're all just looking for that background noise. Oh, that's what Netflix did, dude us watching netflix and just having it on in the background while we're doing something now we've turned that with people in conversation where it's like we just want to hear the noises and not listen to what the words are being
0: said hey man that, that's a, that's a cool call out there that acdc top song <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you, f- you find i've done it before where i've just generally, I like to talk to people when I go out to places and you'll find sometimes that when you just say to somebody, you know, if you walk past someone and say, hey, you know, man, cool T-shirt or whatever, just to strike a conversation, it's it's strange because you can have people that will quite easily just go from that and carry on talking and it will lead to something. Or there'll be some people who just look at you and just go, huh, like that. And they walk off and ignore you completely.
1: I had... um. I guess it kind of around the time I first started when I was really podcasting, when I first started it up, like my 10th episode, her name was Dawn Shockley. And she was this like small little housekeeper, um, kind of like biker chick tattoos. But uh, we worked, you know, at a hotel together. So she would always like treat me like, you know, I was her son basically. And um, I I kept talking to her and talking to her. And after a while she goes, well, I used to be a professional arm wrestler. I was like, what? She's like, yeah, I won many women's championships. I was like, hang on a second. I did not know that this was an actual thing. This is like what you ask a kid what they want to be when they grow up and they toss out like astronaut or professor arm wrestling champ. Like, okay, all right. And I started talking to her. I was like, so how did this all go? And then eventually I went to her house a good hour and a half away from where I live. And, you know, we're sitting there in person. Like that's how I used to do the podcast before zoom and everything was the first 90 were in person and we're sitting there and she's wearing a Sacagawea shirt, smoking a cigarette with her teeth out. And she's telling me how she used to train just one side of her body. And like, she would just go and take down all these people in these women's wrestling championships with arm wrestling. And I was like, oh, my God, like this is a whole side that I never even knew that existed in the world, like professional arm
0: wrestling. And then that, phew, it's actually a pretty competitive sport. I mean, I thought they just had that on the film. Um, <laughs> oh, what's that? What's that film with Sylvester Stallone? Oh, over the top. I thought it was just a make make made up thing. I didn't know they had real oh, dude, arm the, wrestling competitions.
1: Just look up on the hashtag on Instagram, pro arm wrestling. You're going to see some people with one really jacked arm and then one really
0: small arm. And they're perfectly happy with that. There we go. Everybody that's listening is going to, going to be looking up Google now. <laughs> Dear me. Uh, anyway the turnaround for your show is amazing you release an episode every single day Um, how do you go about putting the show actually together and then getting the shows ready for putting out daily and daily keeping that going surprisingly like when i told
1: you i post every day you were like that's amazing like how do you do that a lot of people in the podcast industry aren't a fan of that only because of the fact they think that's like, you're not taking any time into the craft. And it's like kind of seen as whoring around and podcasting if you're doing an episode every day. But I'm like, it's so easy to have a conversation. If you have an hour, everybody has an hour. There are so many countless hours probably in your day where you're just sitting on your phone swiping for no reason. So I'm like, if we just, you know, on my day off, I'll record 10, 15 podcasts starting at one o'clock in the morning. and won't end till like you know five six in the afternoon there's people in Australia up I got people to talk to and it's like after a conversation you feel charged you feel ready to go and take on the day you feel like you can take on anything and I've had some where it's like felt like I was going through quicksand where I'm like what's happening to me you're killing me but it's like it's because you're not there. It's more like sometimes you feel like you're, ob- you're obligated to do something like yeah, it happens with famous celebrities and stuff. They feel like, oh, they're only here for this amount of time. Like, oh, uh, I'll give you about 35 minutes. It's like, no, the show's an hour. It's like, no, but well, I only have 35 minutes. I'm like, then don't do the show. It's just how it is. It's about taking the time to have that conversation, to have that you know that talk and see where it goes never knowing where it's going to go i could bring up something you could say something that sparks something in my head and next thing you know it leads into this random rabbit hole and as much as like you're you're getting into podcasting now you're going to find you're going to find the flow of the show my first episode was me and my buddy and we were trying to figure out where it's going to go we were just talking about best places to take a poop like he does hvac i worked in a hotel i made it a mission in that 3 years i worked at a hotel to poop in every single toilet in every single room on every single floor it took a while but i did it And he would just talk about, like, people walking in when he's fixing an AC unit. And, you know, he has to spray Febreze to cover up the smell of what he just did in their bathroom. And it was like hearing how I started off at the first and then starting to see how it's grown and flown into something. Like, I don't listen to my own podcast. I I don't really edit either. Um, The only time I ever edit is if somebody – I've had people that have severe social anxiety or just, they stutter. They do something where it's like a big five minute pause. I've edited down a two and a half hour podcast to 45 minutes, taking out every single one of his pauses because I've had people message me, say they don't feel comfortable about it being posted. And I'm like, why is that? They say, because I stutter, I do this, I do that. I said, I would never make you look bad. I would never, ever do that. That's not the point of my show. And I know it comes off like that. If I send you a DM, it comes off as, Oh, what does this person want? Did I post something that gets them mad, gets them triggered. And that's just how we've gone as a society. Everything's an attack now. And I said, no, I just want to talk to you and understand I'm open-minded. I've had flat earthers. I have had Scientologists on. I've had so many people on where I might not agree, but I want to hear what their perspective is because that's what the world kind of needs is that open-mindedness. And Eventually after editing down those podcasts and stuff, I sent it to them and I said, I will send it to you first before I post it, send it to them. They gave me this heartfelt paragraph of how amazing it was. And thank you so much. And all this type of stuff. I'm like, that's why I do it. The feedback, I post all on my own um, personal Instagram. I never show it on my actual one because I, I, I do it because I love seeing that. I love feeling like, Oh, somebody took an hour to have a conversation and they, they loved it, no matter where it went, if it went about whatever politics, whatever they wanted to steer it towards. It's that, 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 that feeling of gratitude, like I actually got in touch with somebody.
0: Well, at the same time, when you're doing that, uh, people have always got these things inside them and you're actually getting that out of them at the same time.
1: Yeah, um, I know you. You uh, when you <laughs> when you were mentioning like, is that like a like a skill to learn? It's more of for me, I guess it came, it comes naturally. I mean, I've always just been like this, which I always kind of hold to like, I guess a high degree is the fact of. You can never say I'm a good person and you can never say I'm a bad person. You could just say I'm Robbie because you never know where the conversation's going to go with me. I've been told that my whole entire life with how random I've been. And I hold that to a high standard because I like, I like that, that I can hit you with something where you're like, what? And then like, you, like I had a woman that I worked with at the hotel. Um, she was like, you said something the other day where I was like, you are an idiot. But then I'm driving home after this long day and as I'm like, you know, driving and seeing the sun kind of go down, I thought about what you said and it just made me laugh so hard. It made me forget the whole entire day, which was amazing. And I was like, that's what I want. That's what I want to be able to do is make sure you can get a chuckle. You know, they're having this person come on that can be very – my episodes can go from super serious to super fun. Depending on whichever way you want to take it. When it comes to mental health, I get really serious about that because it is a major issue with me suffering from severe depression myself. I would never want anybody to have that. But you know, if somebody wants to come on and talk about, you know, a certain thing or co- animation, comics, conspiracies, I'm more than happy to jump down that rabbit hole and tell you how Papa John's is a cult leader. I'm telling you, that guy is something there's something wrong with them.
0: I actually remember one of your episodes where you were talking about mental health and I actually did post specifically about it on my, uh, on my social networks because I thought, it was, I thought it went to the subject in such a good way. It, it came across so well and I thought that more people needed to listen to that because it's still something that very few people understand properly. But because of the conversation that you had, I thought it put it over in a way where it would make people understand the subject a lot better.
1: Yeah, I mean, you got to look at the world, Marv. It's there's a lot of bad stuff going on, but there's a lot of good stuff happening too. But what we're always being shown is the bad stuff. And when you're constantly being shown the bad stuff, you never want to open up to the world. I mean, I have my days where I I think the world is like this thing, and this this tunnel you can never see the light in. Um, you know, a lot of bad things have happened, especially in this year of 2020. Uh, much like for everybody, but you know, I had some serious, major stuff happen, and it's it sucks because the world is an amazing place, and depression is something that is hitting us pretty freaking hard. It's like a runaway train that has no brakes, and mm, with depression, people that don't have it can't really understand it. And then they think they're invincible and will never get it. And depression is something that can hit you at any age. And if you make it through this life without getting it, that is an amazing thing. Um, They say that like, well, a lot of comedians suffer from depression. Robin Williams, for instance, Anthony Bourdain, you know, he's not a comedian, but he's an actor. Uh, You start to notice something is that the people with the biggest smiles are hiding the most. And it's, it's very, very true. Um, I feel like a lot of people that they seem okay on the outside. They're not really. And it's something I think that a lot of people need to start realizing when we post something on Twitter, when we post something on social media is that you need to be more positive in the way you talk to people. I don't like everybody. Honestly, if you wanted the true answer, I hate people only on the factor of, I hate the one we choose to show everybody in the world. That's not us. That's this fake thing that we're either too afraid to show emotion or we're just too busy in our own heads to care about somebody else. I want to get down to the nitty-gritty, the one-on-one conversation, which is you as a person. I want to know who you are, what you're about, what you're thinking of. What do you want to talk about? That's, that's the one I'm interested in. That's the people I love, not this one that's like, how's your day going, Jim? Yeah, thank you. Bye. It's like, well, uh, well hang on. Answer the question.
0: Sorry, I've got a bit dead here while I change. It That's good.
1: <laughs> I feel like I've stumped you. I have a question for you, Marv. If you were on death row and they asked you to have anything, what would the dinner be? Would that be a dessert or would you have more, like, I don't know. Like for me, I haven't had Ben and Jerry's ice cream in forever. I love Ben and Jerry's.
0: Oh, um, I love ice cream. We had some, um, uh, Argandas um, salted salted caramel ice cream last night with vanilla in it that was that was so lovely it was just yeah but when you have a mouth, yeah it's one of those where i had that first first bite and that first bite was just like almost like the perfect taste see now i gotta ask you how do you eat your ice cream
1: do you do you mix it up? Like I, I, my dad completely revolutionized my life with this. He was like, when you put the ice cream in the thing, take your spoon and chop it up, you know, and then it keeps spinning it around like a swirling around until it becomes like a nice, like yogurt where it's like really, really smooth. Instead of just like, you know, when you scoop it right out of the jar and I'm like, this just, it I means it's, it's a pain. It's like, you got to work for the enjoyment, but still it's so
0: worth it at the end. I'm like that, this is, this is amazing. I've never tried it that way before, no. Because normally, we'll buy a, a tub of ice cream, and then we'll have a spoon each. Me and me and my other half, Louise, we'll have a have a spoon each, and then of course we'll have we'll just dig into it. In, have the the tub there, and just dig in with each other's spoons and and take a bite at a time.
1: I'm a big milkshake guy. I'm, i when I used to eat sweets. I haven't had ice cream in a very I'm like going on eight years now, but remember my senior year of high school, uh, back to when I was saying about the first episode, my buddy, me and him religiously every day after school, we would just go to Chick-fil-A, get a number three spicy chicken sandwich with French fries. Um, gotta have the Chick-fil-A sauce. You're missing out if you don't know what Chick-fil-A is. And then we would get a chocolate milkshake with no cherry. And we would just sit in his car and eat just every single day. I don't know. Like, I wish I could go back to those years where I could eat anything and be like that. Cause that was thin. And I could just eat a whole bag of Doritos in one sitting. I mean, I didn't feel good afterwards, but I, you know, I just kept it down. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm like, first off, if, if I was going to pick something, like it, it, you're going to tell me that this is going to be my last meal I'm going to have. I never didn't have pie until I was in my 20s. And I'm only 22, so it's not, it has been that long. But a pumpkin pie? And then what's the thing on thanks? I'm craving Thanksgiving food right now. I guess it's because it's getting close to the season. I hate pumpkin spice. I don't care what season it is. Um, but like a pumpkin pie, dude, there's nothing beats that. Like, I don't know. I can't believe I spent 20 years not taking that first chance to have a piece of pumpkin pie.
0: I've only ever had pumpkin pie once because of being in the, in the UK and we don't, you know, but I've had it before. And it's so lovely, especially with those pecans on, on there as well. Yeah. I think it's around dinner time. People are listening just so they know it's
1: around dinner time for us. So we're thinking of food right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. What made you decide to really get into, um, listening to podcasts and stuff. And besides me and sending you an invite to be on a podcast, is that how you started listening
0: to mine? Uh, yes, I'll be honest. I got a message from you or you started following me or something. And I thought, oh, I'll give that a listen. And now I'm I'm listening a lot of the time to your show and all these other shows. But my history with podcast is uh, a couple of friends of mine. They had a radio show. And I used to go on there back when I was a musician in bands. I used to go on there and occasionally do the odd bit on their show where I'd advertise what gigs were going on and that locally for that local radio station. And then they left there and they started doing their own podcast all about punk music and alternative. Uh, So I kept listening to their show and then somebody said to me, or you need to listen to this show, you'll like it, because they know that I like films in general, I like to talk about films. I have a natural thing where if I go to the cinema with a friend or something, you'll go and watch a film, and then you just end up talking to death about that film for so long, if it grabs you. And they said, oh, you're going to like this one. So I started listening to something called Film Sack. And from then, everybody, I've just sort of like, gradually thought about things that i'm interested in like the beatles music music in general and it's just built up from there yeah it's better to talk after the film than during the film i hate those types of people yes so do i when you're watching a film and then somebody in front of you starts talking loudly then it it takes you away from that because it just needs to be you and that film when you're in the cinema
1: I don't know what it is, but every time I go to a a movie theater, I always get a crying baby inside the theater, except one time where I honestly was expecting it to happen. It was the freaking Lego movie, and I didn't get any children in the theater. It were all adults. I'm like, wow, there's no crying baby in this one. But if I'm watching Ford versus Ferrari, there's like five babies going off like alarms. And every time I always get a broken recliner. But my buddy always takes me in, and he yells at me because I'll call people out if they're talking on a cell phone or if they're doing something. I'm like, hey, dude or watching a movie, man, what are you doing? Take it outside. Nobody wants to hear your conversation. He's like, dude, sit down. I'm like, no, when you start letting people, you know, play around, play games on their phone when they're like little kids and stuff. And just in letting the sound go off, you're breeding them to do that when they become older, like talk on their phone in the middle of a Starbucks line or something where you just want to rip the Bluetooth out of their head and be like, no, they were in
0: society. This is not the rules. That's true. Yeah, because people are people seem to be getting brought up that way. It's like um, when you meet up with people and you'll be you'll be talking with them, and then they, they don't they don't just say to the kids when they start pulling them or whatever, and just go, "Look, I'll get back to you in a bit. Um, I'm just talking right now. I'll be, be with you in a moment." But instead, they'll they'll stop talking to you and they'll go to that kid, and it's like, "No, your kid needs to learn that." There are manners and there's a way to be polite. There are small ways to reprogram
1: the world. And it starts with everybody wants it now. Everybody wants, like, this is something you'll come across with podcasters. Everybody wants to be super, super famous. If you look at what fame is now, I don't think anybody should want that anymore because it's pretty corrupting, you know? I mean, just cancel culture, all these other types of things that are coming out, being in the eye of the public. It might seem cool, but I kind of put this up on my Twitter and it's like, is it better to be remembered by millions for a second or be remembered by few forever? I'd rather be remembered by a few people forever and be remembered by everyone for a split second. Because that's not going to mean anything. I think we're all chasing this thing in society and in this world today, even even me at times, which I have a huge ego issue. I don't like I always tell people, like, don't give me a compliment or anything and I'll dismiss it and say, No, 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 no. Because um, it feeds the ego. And I feel like once you start letting that happen, I have an ego issue. I know what it is. So I make sure I beat it down to a part where i'm like i'm not that important i'm not that special the fact that you want me on your show right now is it's it's it, it's boggling my mind of why anybody would want to interview me out of anything and that's why i try and turn it into a conversations because it's like bill gates for instance he has and everybody thinks he's the devil right now i don't know why um but he literally has billions of dollars but he only spends $5 on the same sweater. <laughs> like he's got all these different sweaters and stuff but that's his motto is he never wants to break the bank. Once you start having a lot of money, you start realizing your spending limits go higher and higher and higher and then you have this maintenance to keep. Well, I save all, every single penny I own and I won't spend over $5 on a t-shirt. It's this mentality that you have to keep to know that just because you have it doesn't mean you have to throw it away. It means you should save it and hold on to it because you never know when there could be one of those rainy days.
0: That's true. I mean, another celebrity that comes to mind now that you've mentioned that is uh, Paul McCartney, where I've heard that when his children were being brought up, he had this thing where he was saying to them, look, you've got to get on in your own life and find your own careers, make your own money and he would give them sort of like pocket money, but he wouldn't he wouldn't um overdo it by giving them everything that they wanted because he was sorta of saying to them, Look, I've got to get where I am the way that I did with what I've got. You've got to find what's special about you so that you can get on with your life without having to fall back on that. And I think that's I think that's a good way to do things.
1: You're a big fan of the Beatles, aren't you? Yes, I am. Yes. I'm John Lennon of the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love I, uh, I The funniest thing is when I have voice actors that come onto the podcast, I always try and do a conversation in a, a voice or something. I got a mean Christopher Walken, and I've been trying to hone in that John Lennon. I'm John Lennon of the Beatles. I only I, It sounds like the one from the movie Dewey Cox.
0: Oh, when yes. A, I still need yeah. to see that film. I Are you serious? I'm serious. I've still not seen Dewey Cox. That movie is the
1: best like Johnny Cash parody I've ever seen.
0: Yes, and the actual Johnny Cash film that it's sort of named after, that is a really good film itself.
1: Johnny Cash is my hero, only because there's a picture of him eating a cake high in his bushes just sitting on the floor in the middle
0: of his driveway, just eating a cake high as hell. You could, oh dear, you could just imagine it, can't you? Johnny Cash and Willie Nelson with them for an hour just there. It'd be like, what would that hour be like?
1: Hmm. You'll, you'll, you may be high, but you'll never be Johnny Cash sitting in a bush eating cake high. That's the best picture I've ever seen. That was my screensaver for so long what would you say um
0: your biggest heroes are in your life um i, I don't know I, I, I don't i don't try to look at people i don't try to look at famous people as heroes i try to think of people like um um uh, my my, uh, my uncle who was who was in the army and he um and he was in bomb disposal I always think of him as a sort of hero because he's going into those situations. And that's sort of heroic more than, more than, you know, oh, somebody's written this song that sold all these many millions of records or someone's made this film. That's just something that they do. There's no heroic, heroism or... Um, there's nothing to that sort of level about it. I think that normal people doing things that are extraordinary... I think that is something that's more heroic and you can look up to a lot more than the celebrity or or the media that's
1: what i that's my answer to. I think what happened was at one point at least when I was a kid, you remember the idol superheroes, all these types of beings that were like obviously going to be impossible for a human to be able to be, but it was like a good you know goal of like, this is the goal. You're not really ever going to get there, but it's going to keep you climbing to the top and trying to pursue that. Cause I think obtainable goals are good, but then setting something for yourself where it's like, I, it's always going to keep me working. It's Oh yeah. The Iron Man shirt. I love that. Um, but when you're chasing after a goal and never truly like, you know, like I, I try and set things for myself where I'm like, it's never going to keep me complacent. Like, if even once I obtain it, then it's like, what's the next thing? That's cool and all, but then you feel like you can slack. So many people get to a level that they're comfortable with and they just stay complacent. It's like being in a job for 30 years. Next thing you know, a pandemic hits and you're out of the job 30 years down the drain for nothing. You become complacent and you forget what your dreams are. So, looking up to celebrities is everybody's kind of problem. What's going on too is like, You're idolizing people that have flaws that show the best side of them through social media. And you get upset when you find out they're not who they or who you thought they were. It's like they're people. People make mistakes. The government makes mistakes. The world, everything, it's going to make mistakes. You're putting too much faith in something and expecting it to have every single answer for you. You got to find those on your own. You got to sort through everything. I try and stay open-minded because I don't know what's the end what's what's at the end is there a god is there what I don't know I you know I think the hardest thing that I see happen with people is they take this immediate either this is how I think and I'm not going to listen to you or they don't ever want to hear the other side of things I actually got my ordained minister's license under the United Church of Bacon yes I said that the United Church of Bacon it's a it's a religion you can look it up Um, it's basically a safeguard for atheists. Basically all these atheists that were afraid to say, Oh, I don't believe in God or something. People would condemn them and think, Oh, you don't believe in God. You're going to hell. Well, they say I'm under the church of bacon. You're like, what do you pray to a bacon God? No, it's just a, it's just a title. So people don't go super far into your religion and say, Oh, you're going to hell for not believing in anything. And Understanding that and then really diving down the road of parody religions, I was like, this means something. And I remember walking on my boardwalk, which is like this town attraction of like carnival games and stuff. And there was a few Jehovah's Witnesses that were just shouting at people that were walking by saying, you're going to hell if you don't believe in the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I was like, I'm not religious. So I took my headphones out and I'm like, why are you saying that to people? And they're like, well, you got to learn to, you know, find your faith and all these types of things. And I was like, but there are people out there that don't believe in that. And there are people that have their own experiences where they've kind of grown up in life. And they're like, well, those people are wrong. And I'm like, Okay, so then I got my certificate. I went to my Maryland courthouse, and I paid $45 and wasted an hour and a half of my time trying to convince the judge to stamp it, saying it was, it was uh, authentic. And she ended up doing so, because I was like, there's nothing in your rule book that says I can't be a minister under the Church of Bacon. So don't hold your hands around me when you're in a park, because I will marry you immediately. I don't care if it's your friend. I don't care if it's
0: your cousin. You're getting married. You just hit on something there as well that I think is important. Um, when you were talking about people looking up to celebrities, I think that that is a problem with the world today. Where people, there are a lot of people in the world who will look online, they'll look in magazines, and they'll see all this. But it's it's a it, there's a fakeness to it all, where these people think that they can. They're looking at this and they're trying to compare themselves. To what these people are that are in the, the in the media, in television and whatever, and in films, but what they don't realise is they they've got an entire crew of people that work for them to get them to that to look like that, and and actually they have like artists that are photoshopping every picture that comes out or everything of them anyway. Uh, but that in itself, the media by pushing that is pushing they're causing people to have anxiety issues over the way that they look uh, and that causes itself problems. It's creating a lot of body dysmorphia.
1: Um, The reason why I work out all the time is I was severely bullied through school for being an overweight kid. wasn't that overweight. It was just, you know, you you hear it every single day for years and years and years. Eventually, I got signed up for a gym membership. Um, My dad did. uh, December 30th, my birthday is the 31st. He signed me up for a gym membership my junior year of high school. And that was about eight years ago. And he was like, if you go for a month and you quit, just let me know so I could stop paying for it. And I kind of took it as like, I have to be consistent in this. And I kept doing it every single day and have not missed a day. I'll go when I'm feeling like crap, I, I, I need to show up. I need to be there. It's become a bit of an addiction, but, like I have a six pack, but I always wear big jackets. So you can never tell it's only because I I've just been severely scarred with like this, you know, I never really could explain it to anybody until I had a transgender person on my podcast. And they were talking about how, when they looked in the mirror, they didn't, they didn't feel comfortable in the skin they were in. And I was like, that's how I feel. And it, it kind of opened up my eyes a little bit. And then I do the same thing with podcasting when consistency, one every day. That's It's just a title. If I can make those standards, if I can do that, it might be amazing to some people. Yeah, I don't ever sleep. So with that time that I'm not sleeping, might as well talk to someone in China. Talk to someone wherever it is in the middle of the day or whenever somebody is free. Because I've gained more knowledge from doing this podcast. If you listen to my first episodes where I'm at now, for the good and the bad. The bad, it's definitely aged me beyond my years And for the good is knowledge is power, but ignorance is bliss.
0: I'll quickly point out to any listeners that uh, when Robbie mentioned an Iron Man t-shirt, I'm wearing an Iron Man t-shirt because we can see each other while we're recording. (laughs) I'm a bit of a Marvel fanatic. Um, Read comics as a child. Uh, I think this discussion has actually been a really good introduction to what your show is all about. It's just about, just talking, whatever comes to mind, you just talk and you're connecting with people. And I think that's a brilliant thing, Robbie.
1: I think that's what the world kind of needs a little bit, too. I mean, I don't know if you know the story of how the podcast even came about. No, go go ahead. Yeah. Um, I mean, after years of just working out every single day after high school and really just not having a social life at all. I don't drink, so I don't go out and party with my friends. I became like this guy that was in bed at like 8 p.m., slept for an hour, goes to the gym just twice a day working, doing all this stuff, schoolwork and stuff. And I got a phone call in the middle of the night from a kid that I would literally just have 30 minutes a day at lunch with them. And that was it, just a simple chat like that. And I get a call at like 1 o'clock in the morning. I'm like – Hello? And he goes, Hey man, how you doing? And I'm like, okay, like I'm doing all right. What's going on, man. And he goes, you know, you gave me this number like five years ago and I always knew you're a true friend, man. Whenever you asked me how my day was going, you actually cared. And I said, yeah, cause why would I ask you if I don't care? I don't want to sit there and listen. If you're, if I don't actually mean it, I wouldn't even ask it just to, you know, be quiet. And he goes, that's what's awesome about you is that I'm on my roof right now and I'm pretty drunk and I'm thinking about jumping. And after an hour of a deep discussion and talking them down from it, we started to realize we're in the same spot is like, you have all these expectations in your life kind of set upon you. You got to be this thing. You got to climb to the top. You got to be the next innovator. You got to be the next Kevin Hart or something. No, you need to find what you want to do And whatever makes you feel like you're accomplishing it, do it. Don't feel like you're on autopilot 24-7. My grandfather talks about it like, man, 20 years of my life, I don't even really remember because I was just floating on by. And I was like, yeah, we're all just floating on by. And I think anytime you're not really putting, I guess, a foot in the direction you want to go, you're really wasting it. I mean- I'm not a motivational speaker. Honestly, I hate motivational speakers only on the factor of you're selling help to people. I give that out for free. If I say something and it resonates with you, run with it. Don't, I don't care. That's yours. I've given ideas to hot sauce makers. I've given ideas to whatever, just because I'm not going to do it. You might as well profit off of it. Right. Um, and the reason I don't have a Patreon, the reason I don't like if you buy any of my merch or whatever it is, I didn't even want merch, but, I ended up creating it and I made it so low to where you only pay to get it made. I don't make a dime off of it. It's all basically just you just pay the place to s- ship you a t shirt. And that's because I never ever, you'll see a podcast or something where you're listening and they'll be like, subscribe to our Patreon. It's going to be $5 here. Next thing you know, you get this content. I don't, I'll never do that because I would never charge anybody for my content. No. Only because at one point in my life I thought nobody would ever want to hear me talk ever. And now I have people that are listening to me. And I'm like, that's what it is. I hate when people ask my analytics. I don't look at that stuff. I had I've denied my favorite band from being on my podcast because they asked, Oh, what's your listening audience? If that's what you're about, man, I'm just letting you know I'm a fan and if 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 all you care about is listening, then don't worry about it. And they said, well, we want to know. And I said, okay. And then I just didn't answer back to them. It's this thing of, if you even have one person that listens to you, there you go. What do you, what do you, what are you complaining about that you don't have thousands and thousands of listeners? I could have started up ASMR and had a billion right off the back, but I didn't do it because I decided to do a podcast. I could have got paid for this. I could have, my parents work radio. They do the whole, you're listening to 935, And they do the whole <laughs> voice thing. My dad's like, why are you doing a podcast? Why don't you just come on to my station? And I'll give you a segment and you get paid and we'll get you guests. I'm like, no, because if you do that, then you're going to give me a list of things I have to be, and then I can't be myself. And I want to make this mine and see how far I can take it. I want to have pride in the steps that I've gone to grow this show. And he goes, all right, well, if you ever want to get paid for doing the same exact thing, just let me know. I'm like, it'll never be the same exact thing because I can bring up poop anytime <laughs> I want. And I can't do that on live radio.
0: <laughs> no. It's a lot similar lines to why I'm doing this podcast, really, is because not long ago, people keep saying to me, well, why do you keep listening to these, these shows and what, what, what is it about them that, that interests you? And uh, I just thought, do you know what I should do? should do I should just do a podcast where they can listen to it and they can find out why I'm listening to these shows and what the whole, what the shows are all about so that then they can go, well, actually, you know, yeah, I'll give that a listen. So, Yeah.
1: I mean, you're not the first person like I've tried to, you know, give a little bit of advice. I'm not, I'm not the, I'm not the perfect guy. I don't know everything about podcasting, but I've had people that have been doing it for 11 years and people that have been doing it for like seven or four years that have messaged me and asked me for tips. And I'm like, you've been doing it way longer than I have. But they're like, yeah, but you have way more episodes because you have more experience. I'm like, cause it's like a muscle. You keep doing it. You end up fine tuning it. And next thing you know, you're just, it flows. Like I got it down to a science. If I edit, I got it down to a science, but I rarely edit. And um, when you start looking, like for podcasting, for instance, I mentioned to you, you got to sort through a lot of the fakeness. A lot of people on here go by a fake name. And what I do with my show is I include that you use your real name and you just be yourself. You don't have to come to the table with anything special, no script, no nothing. Because it's about being authentic. I could not be me on my show or I couldn't be anybody else on my show because it's an hour conversation. You know how hard that is to keep up a fake act for an hour and every single day, an hour or an hour and a half, sometimes even two hours if it goes long. And a lot of people you listen to It's all, it's this this fakeness of what do you want? Like they just want the promotion. And that's what you, when you messaged me and you said, you know, I'm afraid it's going to turn into this platform for promotion. That's when you got to find out what it's got to be. I don't, if people want to listen to my show from listening to this, go ahead. But I'm happy you did. I'm happy you took the time and you invited me on here and everything because that's what it's about people get too up in their head and get up into their own game or they start neglecting the feelings of others. And then it's like, hang on a second. And podcasting is much like the music business, much like the acting business. It's a competition. You're going to start finding that out. More episodes you release is that everybody's trying to take each other's followers and do all these types of things. And it's like, guys, there's a way to, I've started podcasts much like how yours is. I've given people the advice. I've watched so many of these people's shows grow, even sometimes surpass mine. Good. I'm happy because you found something that is, when I see you post something about it, you're lit up. You're happy. You feel like that's what I want to see. That's what means the most to me. I don't, I don't care about who's famous, who's, who's, who has a bigger show, whatever. I just want to see that you're, you're good. You're, you're loving what's going on. And that's what I try and promote. But I've invited so many podcasters onto the show. I've invited so many people. Nine times out of 10, people don't accept it because they're afraid it's a random DM. You don't know who this person is. You don't know what they're about. And nobody ever wants to go and do the research to find out what is this person about? Listen to the show. You know, it's, it's just conversation is what I try and tell them. But surprisingly that gets lost in, you know, the ether somewhere or the blank. If you want to toss my own show name in there, I feel like slimy for even doing that. That's
0: okay. Um, so I will just point out then to listeners that um, what we are basically saying is I am talking to these people, having a conversation with them about their shows. And if it grabs your attention, fantastic. Go, go and listen to them. But if not, you know, there's other shows out there. All we're trying to do is just talk to each other and let each other know how we, how we all are. And I, I can't think of what else to say there. But what about yourself, Robbie? What do you think? You know, can you expand on that?
1: I think the main takeaway is there are people out there doing something. That might resonate with you and you might be able to pull something out of. And you don't have to pay $4.99 or listen to a Gary V seminar or TED Talk to be able to get that information. There's been podcasts that have helped me in dark times. Joe Rogan has a really good one. The Honeydew with Ryan Sickler. I always quote him. I've actually had a few of his friends on my podcast, Comedians. Uh, it's, it, it's an amazing thing. I was like, I can't believe I listen to you guys and I'm talking to you. But it's that little fanboy and you know, oh my god, I got this guy on. But then um it's funny because their thing originally was called the Crab Feast, and the honeydew has kind of evolved into his own show, but it's all about highlighting the lowlights. It's all about talking about the bad times behind these famous people, like somebody that grew up in a bad life or had this happened or was involved in like a hit and run or something, and then they would just joke about it and kind of all those things that would make you be like, yeah, make you get really upset. They would crack jokes on it to the point you'd laugh at the pain and then you'd heal from it. And I think something like that, everyone has a show that they can resonate with that can help them get them through something, give them advice. Because more times than not, when you feel like you're the only one in the world that's experiencing what's going on in your life, there's someone out there who has been through it and they might have advice to give to you. And if you don't listen,
0: you'll never know. That is, that is brilliant. <laughs> uh, okay. Right. I think we've got through all the points, actually, that were in those, uh, in those notes that we had.
1: Um, did we do it?
0: I think we've done it. Thank you very much, Robin, for being my, you know, first. I, I popped the podcast, Sherry. <laughs> you, you sure I did. popped it. <laughs> Thank you very much, my friend. I'll catch up with you again soon.